Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Talk Radio 1210 WPHT You've heard the saying the checks in the mail And so many times in Philadelphia we have a legit excuse do we not There has been oh slow mail I live in the city of Philadelphia I've experienced this with mail you never get slow mail delays and then so many people who suffered, you know, the the loss of, you know, and, and hopefully if this happened to you, you were able to catch it in time. But where somebody, you, you send out a check, you pay a bill, and then it's intercepted by the thieves, they alter, you know, they alter the check and actually rip you off. That is happening in a big way. We've seen congressional hearings. And then the inspector general actually making a big announcement this week, just ahead of the midterms, just coincident coincidentally is it a good thing do you like that let's listen in this is tracy davidson nbc 10 award-winning investigative reporter and the unit that she heads actually just looked into this whole thing so here's nbc 10's tracy davidson NBC10 Response has heard from viewer after viewer. People who have mailed checks in the USPS blue collection boxes had them stolen, changed, cashed, and had money taken out of their accounts. My checks were stolen out of the postal mailbox at over $3,000. We've also talked to people in neighborhoods such as Germantown who complain about mail delivery problems. How long have you gone without having your mail delivered? Sometimes I've gone weeks, even up to months at a time. Complaints to lawmakers prompted this House subcommittee field hearing in Philadelphia in September. Mail theft and mail-related crime have skyrocketed in Pennsylvania and across the nation. After that hearing, U.S. Representative Dwight Evans and Senator Bob Casey sent this letter to the U.S. Postal Service Inspector General requesting an investigation. You've done the reporting. So many uh, Philadelphians know what we're talking about. We're talking about mail that's been opened. We're talking about mail that's been stolen, mail that's been dumped. Uh, So many problems with mail, in addition to just the slow pace of the service. This week, Senator Casey's office learned the Office of Inspector General has agreed to conduct an audit to evaluate the efficiency of operations of the Philadelphia Processing and Distribution Center 
It will be focused on mail delivery, customer service, and property conditions at six post offices in Philadelphia and Delaware, including the Germantown location. Fortunately, they agreed to do this audit, which is, uh, in essence, really an investigation uh, to find out uh, and, and make very specific findings about uh, the problems we've seen in the Postal Service. Senator Casey says an audit like this will take months. It will make determinations about the problems and offer recommendations for change. And so that's the latest this week. And then we also have, and I'll play in a moment, we'll bring in Linda Kearns, who's a, a longtime attorney, as you know, great Philadelphia and Pennsylvania resident, co-founder of Broad and Liberty, and attorney, and, and has been in the middle, in, in many cases, the middle of defending election integrity, let's just say. So welcome in, Linda Kearns. Uh, good morning, John. I think this is my first time on your show, and I'm quite honored because <laughs> I really do enjoy your work. And and I, I heard you this morning talking about this uh, postal investigation. Thank, thank God I heard it, and then I could look it up and, and understand what was going on. So I do really appreciate uh, the news that you give us. Yeah, and I'm surprised it's the first, I, you know, because I've been doing the Zioli show when we were in the afternoons and the mornings, and I heard you, I think, on Zioli recently. So we, we all feel like we're family, and, and we know you so well. And, of course, your great work. You work so hard to make sure that our elections are full of integrity. And I love the positive energy way that you put that. But, Linda, if you can just, you know, first of all, give us the latest on, on what's happening. There's this swirl of you know, reporting with regard to, you know, we have the the high court in Pennsylvania voting about, you know, making a vote about mail-in stuff. And I know it gets kind of confusing sometimes because there are all these different cases at the national level in Pennsylvania. Can you sort some of it out and explain recently what's going on? Right. So, well, I, all this pretty much started in 2020. There's just so much litigation because this mail ballot law in Pennsylvania was passed and we had no time to kick the tires on it and then had a, a presidential election. And obviously all of these problems came about and a lot of these lawsuits just started popping up and not everything was resolved and things just kept brewing over the over the couple, last couple of years. Mm-hmm. So the most recent uh, Supreme Court order on mail balloting was there was a lawsuit filed because the secretary of state of Pennsylvania had put out guidance telling the counties that they should not, uh, they should not discard a, a, a ballot, a mail ballot, if it had the incorrect date or, um, or no date at all. And that went ag- against what was in the, in the law that the general assembly passed because the election code says specifically that the voter shall fill out date and sign, um, the, the, the outer envelope. And then there's uh, other parts of the code where it says that the, um, election, election boards have to make sure that those declarations are sufficient. So when the secretary of the state of Pennsylvania put out this guidance saying, just ignore that. I mean, that's, that's a problem. And it's a problem because number one, the secretary of state, I mean, she's not the queen, she's not the king. Um, (laughs) She has a role and uh, it's not to usurp what our general, uh, our general assembly does. Additionally, we have 66, 67 counties in Pennsylvania, and they were all not going to listen to that guidance. So you have some counties saying, well, we're going to 
we're not going to count the ballots with the bad dates. And you have some counties saying we are going to count the ballots with the bad dates. And that, that's, that you cannot have because that's, that's not uniform treatment. And this, this lawsuit was not about helping or hurting any candidate. It was about the integrity of the process that no matter where you live and vote in Pennsylvania, your ballot is going to be treated the same. And that is what this this Supreme Court order will do, because the secretary has already rescinded her previous guidance. She took it off the website and we expect new guidance soon. OK, so still waiting for some new guidance. Still waiting for some new guidance. But the um, the the office did send out an email to all of the counties uh, indicating that the guidance was coming and that the and they they did send out to their credit the the order that the supreme court ha- had issued saying that uh and and repeating what it said that that you you are um not to count the incorrectly dated ballots or the ballots with dates missing so that to their credit they did send that out and i've sued the secretary of state many times i'm certainly not their cheerleader but you know they they did they did what i think that they should have done which was uh it looks like they're going to follow what the Supreme Court said. So I always have to simplify things because I'm not a biggity big brilliant attorney like my friend Linda Kearns. Okay. So what, you know what it reminds me of? My brother, John, who's my big brother, and I love him and he's brilliant. But when we used to play Monopoly as kids and we loved Monopoly with to play with as a family and with other kids, it's impo- I think those board games are great to play. But John was a master of talking about the rules and he always won. Until I could figure out, wait a minute, let's get out the actual, you know, what do the instructions say? And then I I had to memorize the instructions so that I became like the lawyer, the Linda Kearns lawyer of the Monopoly game. And and so then we started revising. You say, well, that's a stupid rule. And then then we'd vote as a family. All right, we're going to change this rule. We'd write it in, but you had to follow the rules. And, and in many ways, as you know, it's a great way maybe to teach kids about the rules matter, the laws matter, because any what the lesson learned from my brother as like what an eight year old kid, anybody who can bend the rules or make their own rules, they are totally going to dominate. They're going to win. Right. And this is what it reminds me of. You're right. And it's funny. I used to play Monopoly as a kid and my one brother, Timothy, he always won. He always knew how to buy all the properties and and then collect the rents. And he always won. And it was very frustrating. And actually today, that's what he does, buys and sells real estate. So I'm with you that that uh, that, that, you know, those board games really have a lot of value. But that example is, is excellent. You as a family voted on changing what the Monopoly people put out in the rules. We have a system here both in Pennsylvania and the United States of America. And and I've said this many times uh, on the radio that that's what makes our country great. That's what makes our Commonwealth great. We have a separation of powers. The legislature passes the laws and the not not the judges. The judges can't rewrite them. Um, The executive branch, which the secretary of state is a part of, executes the laws. The executive branch does not change the laws. So we have a system in place. And and this ruling, basically by the Supreme Court, kind of knocked everybody back and said, hey, stay in your lane. And that's what we want. And that's what we as citizens want uh, to make sure that the people in power are doing their jobs and staying in their lanes. 
And so you, you talked about Pennsylvania. So the, the acting secretary of state, this Lee Chapman, she spoke out and made national news recently talking about, well, we're not going to get the, uh, there's going to be a delay. There's going to be a delay. We're not going to know the results, you know, for election day or right after. Might be a couple days. Why? Because the state rules um, that don't, you know, do not allow that these mail-in ballots can be pre-processed until 7 a.m. like on election day. What do you make of that announcement? And even last night, um, President Joe Biden, in his address to the nation, that was basically a, a political address. It was not certainly news that he was related to his administration or anything of that nature. But Biden mentioned that as well, that there might be some delays. What do you make of that as somebody who's who's in the center of this? Well, generally, whenever I hear um, the left warning about delays, what I'm always afraid of is they're going to start to try to go to court and extend deadlines or change the rules at the last minute. And so I, I, I kind of I, that does kind of give me pause when when I hear that. So that that definitely is an issue uh, with regard to the rules and the, and the rules that we should follow. So that would be my that would be my opinion on what they said. Uh, additionally, I, I, I get I also get very nervous when I hear them say, let's process the mail ballots prior to Election Day, because here in the Commonwealth, we don't we I, I, we don't yet have our act together so that we can process them prior to election day because once a mail ballot is processed the the processing is basically they take the ballot open the envelope and then take the inner secrecy envelope out and then they put it aside and once that happens you can't undo that you can't unscramble that egg so if you find out later that somebody slipped through and maybe voted at the machine it doesn't you can't take the mail ballot back so when I hear about processing ahead of election day, well, first of all, I don't even think that we should be voting by mail. I think we should all be going to the polls on election day unless you have a valid excuse like illness or away on business. But why is that? This is, why don't we, as somebody who's an expert, and this is your skill set, why not? Because like Arizona or Florida, they they do it pretty well, right? Because they have people who have dual citizenship. Whoever, I mean, why why is that, Linda? Why do I think you should all vote on election day? Yep. Well, many, many reasons. Number one, as a candidate, it is virtually impossible to poll watch for 60 days out. And as we showed in Pennsylvania, uh, especially in, in, in 2020, we couldn't, we, we weren't allowed to watch at the election offices when people were coming in and filling out ballots. We weren't allowed to, to, to watch the process. Um, if anyone was watching a Dropbox, they got accused of voter intimidation. So having these like long election periods really, uh, it deprives the candidate and the voter and anyone interested from being able to watch the process. Additionally, I do think that there's benefit to our country coming together or our Commonwealth, or if you're voting for Mary Town, coming together on that one day and everyone voting with the same information. Uh, so I know that we all know that there was a debate and uh, in the Senate race, and some people may have wanted to change their their vote after seeing their debate, that debate, and they can't do that if they already voted by mail. So. I think that there's a real benefit in a, in a republic like ours to all of our citizens coming together on the same day with the same information and voting for our candidates. 
And you mentioned other states that may be processing ballots ahead of Election Day. Well, they had mail balloting longer than us, and I think that they could work out all the kinks. But again, I don't want I don't want to say, well, if we could work out the kinks, I, I still support mail balloting because I, I just don't. And and you talked about the Postal Service mm-hmm. uh today and the problems. And I've certainly heard your report on that. And I live in Center City, Philadelphia, so I've certainly heard the warnings. Don't put a check in the mail. People steal it and wash it somehow. So I've certainly heard those warnings. And when when you vote by mail, think of how many people are touching that ballot. I mean, so many people, if you if you if you put it in the mailbox, the postman touches and then it gets processed and whoever brings it from the post office finally gets the election office. That's a lot of hands on the on the same ballot. And whereas when you vote on the machine, you go in, you vote on the machine and then the machine is uploaded and 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 no one touches your vote. So when you when you expand the process out like this, where there's so many other steps there's 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 really i think ways to that the, it hurts the integrity of the process additionally i i do worry uh, with mail balloting about undue influence uh people you know people say well i want to sit at my kitchen table and fill it out but who else is sitting at your kitchen table telling you what to vote or who else is knocking on your door with, you know saying hey i'll help you fill out your ballot so there are many reasons why I think that we should all vote on Election Day in the sanctity of the election booth, you know, pull the curtain and then you can go in and vote for whoever you want. And no one can change that vote. No one can not deliver that vote uh, and no one can influence you. Interesting. Can you can you can you listen in? Fox News just did this report and um, Anthony Dorenzo found this great report. It's a national report, but it's about us in Pennsylvania. And it's part of the national coverage because every this obviously the Senate race here, this it might actually the control of the United States Senate might come down to Pennsylvania voters. So I'm going to ask Anthony if you can play this report. I just wanted your reaction to it, Linda, as an attorney, because you hear things differently and analyze things differently than the rest of us, you know, regular citizens. So. Let's listen in. After the drama surrounding the 2020 presidential election results, some voters are losing trust in America's election system. I think that right now the system is just set up in a way to cause people to not trust it. I think it needs to be drastically improved. In a recent national poll of registered voters, when asked how much do you trust the results of the 2022 midterm elections will be accurate, 18% said not too much and 10% said not at all. This mistrust has led more voters to submit right-to-know requests with their local election offices. Pennsylvania and other states saw a swarm of these election-related public record requests earlier this year. We were getting them so fast that we couldn't even keep up with them. You have a group or or an individual that will file dozens or more of right-to-know requests back to back to back to back to back. Meanwhile, undated mail-in ballots in Pennsylvania have been at the center of a legal battle between Democrats and Republicans. After the RNC filed a lawsuit, the state Supreme Court ruled yesterday that these ballots should not be counted in the upcoming election. There's a lot of conflicting information about it. Where it looks like we currently are is that we, we have those ballots that are undated and we are easily able to segregate them out. We can have the results with those included or we can submit the results without and we will have both tabulated at the end of the night and then we can follow the state or the court's guidance from there. 
So that's the report that aired nationally. And I just wanted, Linda, if you could react to that with your with your lawyer brilliant brain. <laughs> well, I don't think I need my lawyer brain. I think <laughs> I need my voter brain in that when I, I hear those reports and, and you, sh- you should ask questions. We should ask questions about everything. We ask questions during COVID. We ask questions when our, our city council does something. We ask questions when our school board does something. So there's nothing the matter with asking questions and there's nothing the matter with saying, hey, I'm a little worried about the system. What I don't want to happen is someone taking that next step and saying, well, I don't trust the system, so I'm not going to show up. Because I'm a Republican, and I I hope our Republican candidates win. I want to get them over the finish line on Tuesday. And right now in Pennsylvania, we have more registered Democrats than Republicans. And in in order to get across that finish line, And we need every Republican, every independent and every Democrat who understands that John Fetterman is way too extreme, extreme for Pennsylvania to get out and vote for Dr. Oz and not let those types of news stories distract you and not not be dissuaded from exercising your right to vote. So. That that would be my answer when I hear those stories that I, I yeah, of course, I want people to look into it. But by the same token, I absolutely do want people to exercise their right to vote and not be dissuaded because that that would be a tragedy. Yes, absolutely. Well, Linda Kearns, thank you so much. I hope that uh, I hope you come back. I hope we can talk more and maybe next time dive into what it is. You know, we talk about what it is to be a woman, but what it is to be a conservative woman. Maybe we'll hold that topic for another time because I think conservative women have a lot on their plates right now. Well, a conservative woman who lives in the city of Philadelphia, that I'm even more of a unicorn there. Yes. <laughs> well, until well, no, next... it's great to be, oh. it's great to be on your show, Don. Oh, it was, uh, you're, you're always our unicorn for sure. But until next time, Linda, thank you so much. Thank you. We have so much more to update you on for sure. Uh, the Dawn Show, 855-839-1210. If you want to react to some of the things that Linda Kearns was saying or moving forward, uh, we'll talk about one of my great escapes. And I, and I know that this is going to be packed. All the bars and restaurants across the region, not just in the city of Philadelphia, but across the region, especially parks, which is in Bucks County. Obviously, they have that gorgeous beer garden. You can sit outside. It'll be just a crisp, clear night. You can be outside. You can be inside where they have all the monitors. And I know across the region, the suburbs, etc. everybody watching the Phils and the Eagles, what an amazing night it is to be out and about and be a sports fan from our region. But the Bet Park Sportsbook and Casino app always has you covered, right, for all the sports activities. So you can go to Parks, P-A-R-X, or you can just carry, literally carry around in your pocket the digital casino and sports book. So join Bet Parks with me now. It's the only casino and sports book app that I've ever, ever recommended. So Birds tonight were a huge favorite, obviously, against uh, Houston, and, and that's going on. And then we have the series, the big series tonight, game five. We got to do it. We got to get her done. Whatever it is, just download the Bet Parks app with me now. New users, you get up to $750 in sportsbook bonuses back if your first bet is not a winner. So you can go to betparks.com. It has all the deets for you. But it's a sportsbook and casino all-in-one. Pretty amazing app. It's pretty cool. You can bet on those individual player performances. I, look, obviously, I'm not a person who knows the over-under and the down-under and the down-low and whatever it is. 
I'm not that person, obviously, that has all the jargon. I just find it to be fun. And I go on the individual player performances. That's what I get a kick out of. It's it's a blast, really. You got to try it. So it's a sportsbook, casino, all-in-ones, odds, slots, bets, games. They all come together right in your own pocket. And that's what I like about it. It's so convenient. So you do have to be 21 in Pennsylvania or New Jersey. Gambling problem, please call 1-800-GAMBLER. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.